The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. National Quick Treats for Halloween with Jell-O Week. Tell everybody you know, and don't, don't, don't let the week go by without J-E-L-L-O. This is Don Wilson suggesting you make Jell-O jack-o'-lanterns. Just set orange Jell-O in custard cups, unmold, and then make funny little faces with licorice, gumdrops, marshmallows. Mmm, goblins will gobble them. Try it this week. J-E-L-L-O. Eleanor, you are you home? Hi, dear. Yes, of course. Come on in. Mad Bemis is with me. I brought a suitcase with Betsy's clothes, Eleanor. I think I've got enough to last for the week we're gone. Oh, hi. Hi, dear. Oh, my goodness. Don't you look glamorous? Hi, oh, yeah, Eleanor. Doesn't she look marvelous? Oh, Mad, you make me feel self-conscious. <laughs> oh, really? You look absolutely... Well, I'm speechless. Turn around. Uh, you like it? like it. I love it. Really, the way everyone raves, I'm beginning to think I looked like an old frump before. <laughs> well, darling, your hair was mousy. Oh, now, Madge, I wouldn't say her hair was mousy. She's worn her hair the same ever since I've known her, practically. <laughs> and I said, listen, if we're going on this sales convention... Well, I was complaining about not feeling glamorous, Eleanor. And I said, there's nothing makes a woman feel glamorous like having her hair completely restyled. And Madge is right, really. I feel like a different person. I honestly do. Of course, I'll probably to go back to wearing it the old way, which I can fix myself. Because I certainly can't afford to be this glamorous. Oh, you're crazy. If you do, you'll just look dark. Well, at any rate, I'm all fixed up for the sales convention. You <laughs> certainly are. Goodness, you both look marvelous. You make me feel so drab. Look at my hair. Mm, dishwater blonde, we used to call it. Madge, what a thing to say about Elmer. My dishwater it. blonde. No life to it at all. And you're so Pretty, Eleanor. Why let yourself go? Oh, and we all do. You know what I did? I hung a big mirror in the kitchen. So every now and then I look at myself and I say, Is this the girl Charlie was so crazy to marry? <laughs> oh, yes, you're right, Madge. Oh, Eleanor, you always look nice. We've got to be going, Madge. Madge wants to look for a new dress to take to the convention. And you're going to get one, oh. too, to go with that new hairdo. <laughs> no, no, no. I promised my husband no new clothes. Now, now, that's all right, Miss Withers. I'll go right on in. Oh, hi, Charlie. I can't stay, pal. I was in the bank downstairs, so I thought I'd just run up to your office for a minute. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What time are you going to be ready to leave tomorrow? Well, huh? I plan on leaving the office about noon, go on home, finish packing. We'll be ready to leave by three. What about you and Madge? Yeah, yeah, that sounds okay to me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll tell Madge that we're leaving at two, and then maybe she'll be ready to leave by four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, we got quite a drive to Florida. Oh, yeah, but we'll make it easy. You know, I hit it up to 90 on these turnpikes <laughs> if I don't get caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like to drive fast. Yeah, I know. You know, I I, I was thinking, Charlie, why, why don't I take my car? I, I mean... No, no, I don't mind taking mine. 
No, no, I know you don't, Charlie, but I think it'd be easier if I took mine. Why? Well, look, I am a very careful driver. Oh, I know you are, Charlie. It isn't that. I, I just meant that... What are you, one of these nervous Nellies if someone else is driving? Well, <laughs> I guess so. Okay, okay. Doesn't matter to me. We'll go in your car. Oh, fine, fine. Thanks, Charlie. We'll pick you and Madge up at your place about three. Okay. Hey, you'd better go down and cash a check quick while there's still some money left in your account. <laughs> oh? Yeah, what I do you mean? Saw, I just saw our wives downtown here disappear into a dress shop. Oh, well, don't worry. My wife's not buying anything. No, no, no. We agreed. We got enough expenses this year. <laughs> With that new hairdo she's got, I'll bet you five bucks. When you get home tonight, she'll have some new clothes. Yeah, well, if she does, I'll bet you five bucks they go back. Well, I want to tell you, you look absolutely stunning. Oh, now, look, Madge, we agreed that I was not going to buy any new clothes, and he will have a fit. Darling, I... do what I do. Don't tell him you bought the dress. Say you have it out on approval. Oh, when he sees you in this evening dress and that blue suit, he'll make you keep them. Believe me. Well, I don't want to put him in that position. We can't afford oh, them. Oh, you look absolutely stunning. Heavenly, heavenly shade of soft, pale green with your coloring <laughs> and with that faint reddish cast to your hair. Now, really, really, darling, you look like Deborah Carr. Mads, what are you trying to do? I don't look a thing like Deborah Carmen. Why do you go on like this? Because, darling, you owe it to yourself. You had no vacation. You're all worn out. And believe me, that's when the men start straying. Start straying? What do you mean? Darling, you know what I mean. A husband also wants a beautiful wife, not just a worn-out-looking housekeeper. What does he see at the office? Cute, pretty little secretaries. Pushing in and out. Well, I don't think my husband Darling, <laughs> a wife is always the last to know. Why, do, do you know something? No, no, dear. Not yet. Oh. Oh, well, I'll... I believe I'll take these things home on approval. <laughs> Charlie dropped in the office today. We're going to pick them up about 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Oh! <laughs> I, didn't hey! I didn't buy it, dear. I only brought a couple of things home on approval. Hey, how about you? <laughs> Charlie saw you and Madge go into a dress shop. You know, you bet me five bucks you'd come home with some new clothes, and I bet five bucks that if you did, they'd go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, your bet's even out then because they are going back. Really, after we agreed not to buy any new clothes to take on this convention, I felt so... Guilty bringing these home at all. Now, wait a minute. Wait, don't, no, no, no. Don't take that dress off. Well, Let it's me going back. Now, now, wait a minute, will you? Just I'm not going to keep turn, it. Turn around. Turn I'm around. Not keep it. I don't really need it. I've got my blue silk. Will you please then stand? I just... Oh, never mind all. Well, Let me look at you. Let me feast my eye. Darling, you have never looked lovely. Oh, honey. No, no, me... I mean yes, it. Well, Why haven't you well, worn that color before? It's perfect. You... Hey, you look like a knockout. That dress is not going back. Well, you haven't even asked how much it is. I don't care how okay, much now it let's is. Now, let's be practical. I don't want to be practical. Did, look, did you, did you bring anything else home? Now, this blue suit with a little fur collar, but I'm certainly not going to keep this. My goodness. All right, put, that, put that jacket on. Put it on. Now, put it on over that. It's all right. It doesn't look like anything over the... Put it on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I... There. Oh, boy. Oh, how do you know I am a pushover for blue? That is absolutely beautiful. Well, we simply can't afford it, that's all. We're going to afford it. Doggone it. I mean, if I can put hundreds of dollars into things for that new house, thousands of dollars for wiring and plumbing and insulation and plastering, and it'll be a joy for a change to spend something on my wife. Oh, look, I feel sort of deceptive. Madge talked me into this. You know how Madge does. And she said if you saw them, you'd insist on my keeping them, but really... Look, for once, Madge is right, and you deserve it. This summer's been kind of hectic for you. Still is, for that matter, living here in this garage. I know, honey. You, you've been pretty darn worn out. Did I look it? Well, no. No, not especially. But, I mean, now with with this new hairstyle and some new clothes, I mean... <laughs> I mean, no, kid, you, you look like a different person. <laughs> Who are you? You think that wives sometimes sort of... Let themselves go. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that, sweetheart, exactly, no. Have but... you ever noticed what a cute little stenographer you have down there at your office? I mean, have you noticed her? Well, I, I think I know which one you mean. <laughs> I'll bet you do. I guess Mad is right. You know, she's awfully smart about men. Look, you do all right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Fine feathers do not... Make whatever it is. I don't know. I I love you with your hair up in curlers and cold cream on your face. But it, it is nice to have you this way, too. I will say all dolled up so I can show you off. <laughs> oh, honey. We'll have a good time, won't darn, we? Darn right we will. Beat <laughs> who's that? that? Huh? Somebody's getting out of a car outside well, with a suitcase. Oh. Well, for heaven's sakes. It's Eleanor. You're moving in? She got her hair done. I know she's got Betsy's suitcase that I took over this morning. Well, now, don't tell me she can't keep Betsy now. Well, well, if she can, I don't know who I'll get. Oh, honey, maybe I can't go. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. If we had our lives to live over again, many of us might choose the rough and tumble atmosphere of the frontier to live in. Cowboys, Indians, and all that. Others, however, would ask a more civilized existence. In science, perhaps, or art, or medicine. As it happens, both ways of life are open to you every Saturday on CBS Radio, as most of these same stations bring you the stories of Gunsmoke and City Hospital. That's like having your cake and eating it, too. For without sacrificing any of the adventure of your own lifetime... You can enjoy the excitement our pioneers knew and share in the warm human experiences that bring the physician his deepest rewards. Don't wait for that proverbial chance to live your life over again. Join us on CBS Radio every Saturday instead. Here you will enjoy rousing western adventure on gun smoke and an emotion-charged story on City Hospital. They couldn't be more different from the lives that most of us lead. And they couldn't be more entertaining either. <laughs> Terribly sorry at the last minute like this. Oh, that's all right, Elmer. <laughs> After you and Madge left this morning, I was a little mad at her. I must say, calling me a dishwater blonde. Oh, I know. But after I got to thinking about it, I just called Fred and I said, we're going to this sales convention, too. <laughs> and I went right down and I got my hair done and bought some new clothes. Well, you look just darling, doesn't she, dear? Yeah, she sure <laughs> does. What's the end all you women? Looks like the revolt of the housewives. <laughs> well, I guess in a way it is. But don't we look better? Yeah, but we men don't want you to look too good. After all, we want to hang on to you. 
Who's staying with your children, Elmer? Mother's coming over. Oh. I'd ask her to keep Betsy clean. No, but... no, no. I'll find somebody, I hope. Well, I must go. Fred's going to hit the ceiling when he sees my hair all cut off. Oh. He loves it long, and he's always said, don't you dare ever cut your hair. Oh, don't you worry. You look cute as a nickel, oh, Eleanor. Not a day over 29. <laughs> Thank you. She is 28. All for Pete's sake. Make a remark about her age. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought she was thirty-five. Oh, why a man would even? All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Her... I'll call her up and apologize and explain. Explain what? That you thought she was thirty-five? I don't know. I don't know. I'll just say I was being funny or oh, something. Oh, being I guess. funny? I'm... How? Honey, you better think of something better than that. Well, I figure out who I can get to stay with Betsy, or I can't even go to this building. Well, you figure out something, because by gosh, you're going. Now, I'm telling you, that's final. We are leaving for Florida tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Oh, really, dear? Not a day over 29. Whatever possessed you? All right, all right. I have one thing to say. Why you would even get the Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Audrey Christie, Dorothy Duckworth, and Don Briggs and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.